Hello, and welcome to Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America, written by Joan DeMartin. And that's me. The title of this evening's post is Renewable Energy is Now, and Renewable Energy Jobs Are Here. What's the holdup, then? According to statistics from the U.S. Energy Information Administration, EIA, in 2021, quote, renewable energy sources accounted for about 12.2% of total U.S. energy consumption and about 20.1% of electricity generation, end quote. Although these numbers for our use of renewable energy sources are expected to increase slightly in the next few years, and in the coming decades we are committed to global agreements to reduce our carbon emissions, we're still way behind most of other industrialized countries in our use of renewable resources like wind, solar, and hydro-generated power as our sources of energy. See links at the end of this post to EIA charts that show overall U.S. energy consumption by source and sector, and a chart that shows U.S. renewable energy consumption also broken down by source and sector. By the way, if you can figure out where all those lines go, I'll want to talk with you. Substack's own Bill McKibben, prolific author and guru of all things climate change, wrote in a recent post, that the cost of renewable energy is plummeting across the globe. Using wind energy as an example, he noted that China installed a whopping 80% of all new offshore wind capacity in 2021. Europe came in a distant second, and it appears the U.S. is lumped in with the final category, the rest of the world, which didn't make much of a showing by comparison. Yet a few members of Congress by their fossil fuel greed and inept negotiating strategies, have stalled any real action our government could take on climate change. I've enclosed two pictures of senators, and I'll leave it to you to figure out who they are, (laughs) but I've given you hints. This CNN article from less than two weeks ago examines how negotiations broke down on the latest climate bill. Quote, as negotiations came to a head midweek, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer made a number of deep concessions to try to woo Manchin, offering to significantly reshape the bill to fit Manchin's wish list, according to a Democratic source briefed on the negotiations, channeling the revenue to tax reform, striking electric vehicle tax credits, adding additional measures to encourage more oil and gas drilling. Schumer made concession after concession to at least get the best we could get, Senator Tina Smith of Minnesota told CNN. To have Senator Manchin walk away from that good-faith negotiation was stunning to me. Wait, stunning? I'm shocked, shocked, I tell you, that Senator Joe Manchin, coal baron, bought by the fossil fuel industry, would walk away from the Democrats' good-faith efforts to, well, give him everything he wants. I've enclosed a clip from Casablanca to help illustrate this point. Here's a quick glance back at how the negotiations unraveled 
with Senator Manchin on what would have been President Biden's signature piece of legislation, the Build Back Better Act. Quote, Senator Joe Manchin, D. of West Virginia, certainly drives a hard bargain. After months of negotiations on the Build Back Better Act, he's rejected every iteration his fellow Democrats have put forward. Now, Manchin is reportedly rejecting the plan he himself presented to President Joe Biden last month. End quote. And that is from MSNBC, published on January 11th, 2022. Do you see a pattern here? It is important to digress about the dead-in-the-water Build Back Better plan and climate bill because this inaction is in direct opposition to our immediate need to confront climate change. The world is currently besieged with droughts, wildfires, deadly heat waves, and regular and massive weather events that over the last dozen years, quote, have cost the United States more than $100 billion per year on average during that time, almost double what they averaged in the decade before, end quote. And some members of Congress are still claiming that the cost to combat climate change is too expensive? It's also important to consider the full picture because the potential for green energy jobs is huge and can transform both our entire job market and individual communities that were built around the fossil fuel industry. This Brookings Institution report from 2021 is a great resource for understanding the transition from fossil fuels to clean energy sources and what it means for our jobs picture and our communities. The shred of good news here is that the United States is already experiencing decent job growth in clean energy technology. Here's a quote from the 2022 U.S. Energy and Employment Report, and the statistics I'm about to recite are from 2021. Other energy industries, such as the electric vehicle and renewable energy sectors, also experienced significant job growth in the last few years. For example, electric vehicle jobs increased by 26.2%, adding 21,961 new jobs. Hybrid electric vehicle jobs increased by 19.7%, adding 23,577 new jobs. Solar energy jobs increased by 5.4%, adding 17,212 new jobs. Wind energy jobs increased by 2.9%, adding 3,347 new jobs. Transmission, distribution, and storage jobs increased by 1.9%, adding 22,779 new jobs. End quote. Let me ask again, what's the holdup in our transition from fossil fuels to clean energy sources? Why isn't the United States a leader in the race to save our planet? Do we lack the intelligence, the political will, the creativity? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section below. And speaking of communities, you can also become a participating member of the Crime and Punishment Community 
by signing up right now for a free or paid subscription. Thanks in advance for your support. And please remember, Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America is a reader-supported publication. To receive new posts and support my work, consider becoming a free or paid subscriber. As always, thanks for reading and listening.